Hi everyone, I'm Anna Close. And I'm Paul Tabronia. This is the Engineering History Podcast. If you want to hear about where engineering and history collide, then you're at the right show. Today, we'll be going over beekeeping! Yay! <laughs> but first, let's give you guys some background about us. I'm a mechanical engineer doing mostly manufacturing activities at an aerospace company. And I'm a civil engineer focusing in water resources and water quality. Our alcohol for today's our alcohol. Our alcohol. <laughs> our alcohol for today's podcast is a white claw hard seltzer, lemon flavor. Lemon. This is from pack number two. Yes. So this is not on the original run. No, it is not. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. All right. So beekeeping. Beekeeping, top engineering topic. I know the like the process of beekeeping and the modernization of it is actually kind of interesting but in order to understand beekeeping you kind of have to understand the basics of pollinate pollination pollination what if i'm already pollinized <laughs> that's a good joke Woo! that's a good joke all right yeah i'm out <laughs> it just starts screeching <laughs> <laughs> you should just throw like a whole like censored like please stand by you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah our co-host has cannot stop screaming <laughs> anyway sorry so pollen pollination is needed for plants to reproduce it's very important right and a bee <laughs> uh lands on like a plant or a flower and uh and this is kind of the process of pollination pollination mm-hmm. um it sucks up the nectar in that plant or flower which is like the basis of honey using their proboscis which is just like an elongated mouth or like a tongue mm-hmm. monarch butterflies have the same thing they have I remember. A proboscis yeah we always used to watch like you know did you ever have this when you were in elementary school like there was like they were just busted a note over monarch butterflies yes, for some reason yes. i don't even know was that some push or something like, I, I think it, they had like a cage full yes, of butterflies yeah and the they back. would bring it around i remember yeah, this I thought so it was, vividly i thought it was so weird that there were just like children butterflies like yes in the back caged up yeah no it was a whole thing it was it was yeah i i don't know like why specifically monarch butterflies also you know yeah i don't know well i think um my school i don't remember if we did just monarch butterflies Huh. No, we did. We right? Did. It was we like did. definitely. I feel like you know, like like Laura Bush or which was which was Bush two's wife, Barbara. <sighs> like one of the Bushes. White name, <laughs> basic white girl name. <laughs> like Michelle Obama, <laughs> gotcha. Um, oh shit. And Melania <laughs> is not as. I mean, I guess it is still a white name technically. Yeah. It was not. Anyway, regardless. <laughs> Was one of the, one of the first ladies? I don't know why I didn't assume it was the president. Like maybe the president cares. It just feels like a first lady kind of thing. Like now we're gonna have yeah. the kids talk about monarch butterflies, you know? Yeah, I think it was uh like an, I think it was an educational push. Like. I, but like, why doesn't it feel so niche that it'd be this one specific butterfly? Like. Well, if you talk about one butterfly, you kind of like encapsulate a whole bunch of true. insects, you know? Plus, like, also, like, I remember it to this day. Yeah, exactly. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, bees have two stomachs. Whoa! Yeah, they, um, after bees, like, suck up the nectar, 
using their proboscis. They store it in their honey stomach. Oh my god. Yeah, one stomach is for food, and the other special stomach is for storing nectar collected Whoa. from flowers, so they can carry it back to their hive. How does that? How does it know? Like how? Like when there's like honey coming down, is it like a specific valve that only honey can go through, or like? Yeah. See, since bees are technically government drones, right? What What the government people do is they they switch off a valve mechanically Makes inside sense. the bee, right? So it can collect the honey. Yes. In their in their honey stomach. Right. And then they they turn that valve off when they need to when they need to eat. That explains why that one time I got stung by a bee, I immediately started just going out and trying to reduce my my recyclables and like you know like <laughs> get environmentally conscious. I think that was during like you hear Nancy you know, Pelosi. Or yeah, something. yeah. <laughs> just like I hear her voice being like, "You should really recycle that can." Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. Insider trading is okay. <laughs> uh, insider trading honestly is okay, right? Like, what? what's wrong with it? Like, it just, I don't think it's. You know, here's a PSA, actually. This has nothing to do with engineering, but there's a website. I think it's called opensecrets.org. It's, it's some name like that. Mm-hmm. And it basically shows you all the trades of, like, all Congress people, like, anything that they... Because they have to publicly disclose everything. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, like, you can just follow along and, like, basically just invest in Nancy's portfolio, and because she's absolutely insider trading, <laughs> like, you could probably also make bank if you wanted. That's actually... Fuck, I like yeah. that. <laughs> it's, I thought that was so innovative. It's like, well, instead of asking our representatives to be good people, we'll just dilute it out to where they have no advantage. <laughs> exactly. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Okay, we're just going to move on from that. But I do like that. That's a good point. I'm going to have to look into that. Um, so the two stomachs. The honey stomach is like a, kind of like a sack. It's not like a, like a stomach like the way that we think it is. Sure. Um, and there are enzymes that break down the sugars from the nectar into two simple sugars that honeybees digest easily. And once the bees return to the hive, they pass the nectar by mouth into the honeycomb so honey is just basically like bee vomit right i know this part so nectar is what they harvest from the flower directly yes then in their stomachs it becomes honey 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 and then they vomit it back up into the hive yeah actually i i forgot to mention this but they don't just like vomit it back up into the honeycomb they actually pass it to other bees oh let's go after about like 30 minutes after it's passed from a one bee to one bee to one bee, it they vomited into the honeycomb. That's so, so disgusting. That's like bukake or something. Yeah, it's just like a train of, of, of bee vomit. You know what they call that in pornography? What? Like so like one of the women, or I guess this could be with men too, will have a mouthful of like, you know, semen or whatever. Oh god. And then the other woman will pass it to the other <laughs> woman or the man or whatever. And it's called snowballing. <laughs> That's a real thing. These are just honey balling. <laughs> They're honey balling. Dude, I would if you saw if I saw honey balls on like this on the shelf at the grocery store, mm-hmm. I would buy the fuck out of that. I would yeah. eat honey balls. And then on the background, it's like in detailed description yeah. of like. So, <laughs> this name was taken from uh, pornography. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the back of Puffins cereal, where it's like you know like it's like here's our backstory. But it's that, but the backstory is just pornography. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's a nice idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll workshop it. Um, but that's kind of the process that honey is made. Mm-hmm. But let's 
get a little bit into the nitty-gritty of, of poll- pollination. Sure. So pollen from the male reproductive organ of a flower sticks to the hairs of the bee's body because they've got those little hairs. Right. Um, and then when the bee visits the next flower, the pollen is rolled off and onto the female reproductive organ of the flower, allowing it to reproduce. Nice. And voila, pollination. That very, like, dumbed down no, kind no, of that, that's, version of it. That's very simple. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And bees can see colors, and they have preferred colors like yellow and blue. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's neat. Yeah, and they're particular, particularly drawn to single flowers with one ring of petals. Huh. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I think it's probably some association with, um, like that uh, that has like nectar in it because mm-hmm. that's how they how they do their thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. max nectar somehow correlates. Yeah, um, but blue, purple, and yellow flowers do tend to have the most nectar. Nice. I, I don't know what scientists took the time out of their day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to color code. It was some horribly <laughs> underpaid grad student. Yeah. And, like this professor is just like tenured as fuck and like yeah. doesn't give a shit about this kid and he's like practically in poverty exactly but he's like oh god i have to do this yeah, for the yeah. bees and then the professor <laughs> just like steals his research and he never gets published yeah there was um there was this thing on twitter called like uh glory glory photos or something like that where like you take a photo of a very famous person and then you jack off and come on oh, the photo. yeah, yeah. And then you send that video to the person. To the person? Yeah. I didn't know you were supposed to send it to the person. Yeah. That's well, crazy. Yeah. I, I just imagine grad students <laughs> yeah. with bees. A hundred percent. Wait, so are the bees, the bees are the penis, right? Because they're moving the male sperm to the female. No, no. In this scenario, the grad <laughs> students are coming on a picture of bees and sending I, the video to their to professors. The bees? No. Oh, no, to the professor. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a professor, and I just receive email, and I open Very it. Very important research. And it's just a screen, or I guess it would be a... A video. How do you take the video? Oh, so it's... So, wait, but... Oh, it's... Okay, so you, like, print out a picture of bees. Mm-hmm. And so I'm furiously masturbating <laughs> in the video onto a picture of some bees, and then I look right into the camera. I'm like, fuck you, professor. Save the bees. Save the bees. <laughs> Honestly, I'd watch it. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's like a push. You know how there's like that whole save the bees thing? Yeah. Apparently the bees were in danger for a while. And actually now they're actually apparently doing pretty good. Yeah. Well, some of them are still kind of endangered. And we can actually, we'll get into that a little Ooh. bit later. I, okay. I wanted to go into uh, depths about kind of the reason why they might be endangered. Spoiler Uh-oh. alert. Climate change. Uh-oh. <laughs> climate that, that's change. not real. That doesn't exist. Exactly. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Bees can smell pollen through their antenna. That's cool. I didn't yeah. know anybody could smell anything through antenna. I know. They can, like, they can smell the direction that the pollen is coming from. Bee- I'm learning so much about bees. I know. This is just a deep dive of how interesting bees are. <laughs> like, there's no engineering behind it. <laughs> Wait, are you going to get into the whole hexagons thing about bees? Oh, yeah. We're oh, going to get into that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hexagons. <laughs> That's what you're you're gonna walk in and I'm just gonna be fearlessly masturbating (laughs) to hexagons. (laughs) Okay, well this is just an example of some of the crops the U.S. wouldn't have if uh, bees didn't exist. 
it'd be almonds, apples, onions, blueberries, cucumbers, and carrots. And that's just a small number of crops. Just off the cuff, to be totally honest, about half of those I'm good with sacrificing. What? Yeah. Well, yeah, almonds. Fuck almonds. I, I, oh my god. Fuck almonds. My father played a prank. Did I tell you about the almond prank? Are you sure you want to put him on blast in public like this? I kind of find it funny now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, I had a really bad wound on one of my arms. It happened. And I was very young in elementary school, and I didn't quite understand the importance <laughs> of cleaning the wound. Sure. And, um, you know, like, do, like, re- <laughs> Like, taking care of it. <laughs> you were a child. I was, like, maybe nine or ten. Mm-hmm. Like, enough to understand, I guess, but just too lazy. No, I got... Well, when I was a kid, I didn't brush my teeth for, like, like probably a month just because I didn't <gasps> want to. Ew. Yeah, so you I get it. still don't. <laughs> that is not true, but, um, hey, maybe. Maybe if I went all shaman, you know, yeah. maybe that's my next phase. Yeah. But anyways, my my parents, particularly my dad... He was like, Anna, if that gets infected, your your arm is going to need to be amputated or chopped off. And I was like... Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, well, how will I know if it's infected? And he's like, well, it'll smell like almonds. <laughs> so, this motherfucker... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> while I was sleeping... Oh, jeez. Took almond extract and, Christ. like... Poured it, not like on my wound, just like kind of like sure, near sure. it. Sure, sure, a smattering. <laughs> a, a, a sprinkle. A sprinkle. And he wakes me up and he's like, Anna, your arm, it, it, it smells like almonds. We have to take you to the doctor. Oh we God. need to get it amputated. It's oh infected. And I just start freaking the fuck out. This is I'm traumatizing. Like, what? I don't want to get my arm amputated. This is trauma. He's like, it's too late. It smells like <laughs> almonds. We need to go to the doctors right now. And oh I start getting God. ready. And he's like, just kidding. It's, it's not. That's <laughs> not infected. Put a new Band-Aid on, please. You know, we we stand your dad. My lesson, your dad. lesson was learned. <laughs> the lesson was learned. You know, your dad's a real prankster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's maybe a little further than I'd take it personally. <laughs> Um, but I like the spirit. I like the energy, you know? I, and to this day, well, I kind of like almonds now. They just have to be coated in salt and sugar, so I don't actually taste them. You don't have to relive that memory of knowing your arm was about to be cut off. Yeah, but, like, there's an association. I'm 24. This was, like, like, almost, like, 15 years ago, and I still don't, like... Yeah, this was 15 years ago, because I was nine. I still don't like almonds to this day. Actions have consequences. Funny prank, though. Yeah. Can we traumatize our children like that? We're not having children. We're just podcast co-hosts. Oh, yeah. We're just friends. So, over (laughs) 20,000 different species of bees. There are over 20,000 different species of bees, and North America is home to about 4,000, including bumblebees. Love them. Carpenter bees. They're okay. And leaf cutter bees. Never that heard of that. That sounds scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure I like that. Yeah. Unlike honeybees, which we'll primarily be talking about with the, you know, honey making process, 90% of native bees live solitary lives. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's so weird. They don't live in colonies, build hives, make honey or wax, 90%. or form swarms. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so not what I expected. I know. The the majority of them nest underground or in cavities or holes in wood. Okay. Um, and Carpenter bees. Yeah. Sorry. 
I think they cut you off. But yes, that you'd think that carpenter bees would look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but bumblebees have become endangered due to loss of habitat, disease, Oof. pesticides, and climate change. There's actually an example of this. Um, these insects are home to grassland and prairies. Uh, but much of the land uh, and gra- grasslands and prairies has been lost or degraded over the years. The rising temperature has been fe- found to be deadly to bumblebee populations as well. Uh-oh. And the bees have uh, stopped gathering pollen and use their energy to keep cool in these situations. Oh my god, this yeah. fucked up. Yeah, because remember, even though these bees don't produce honey, they still collect pollen and are very important to the pollination cycle. Have you heard of the whole, and sorry if I'm jumping the gun here, but the whole mushrooms thing? Mm, no. There's a guy called Paul Stamets uh, who does a lot of mushrooms research. Real kooky guy. I don't know mm. if we've talked about him on the pod yet. No, but he wears the hat. The mushroom, the mushroom hat. hat. Yes. yes. <laughs> so he's a hat that's made out of a mushroom. <laughs> and apparently if somebody's like lighting a cigarette or something, there's a huge chance that could light on fire because it's like insanely flammable. I'm so down. Let's do it. <laughs> apparently it's only made by these women in like Transylvania, I guess. It's like their traditional art. That's so cool. Very cool. Um, Let's go to Transylvania. I want to go. I For the longest time, I didn't actually think Transylvania was real. I, I thought they like made it. I thought it was a real. I thought Romania and Transylvania were like made up countries. I think (laughs) Romania is made up. I don't think it's a real country. (laughs) But Um, yeah, I was like, that's just in like the Dracula movies. Yes, it's like Wakanda. It's like it doesn't actually. It's not a real country. Yeah, but when I found out it was real, I was like, oh my god, does that mean that vampires are real? That's such good kid logic. (laughs) I love kid logic so much. God, I was such a dumbass. No, no, there's a there's a hilarious. I, I don't know if it's a subreddit or just let me, maybe it was a collection of memes called Kid Logic. I bet it's a subreddit, but it was just like it's like stories of like kids applying that reasoning to like <laughs> various things in their life and like just being dumbasses. Yeah, Kid Logic kind of reminds me of that scene from Monty Python where it's like, well, if ducks float and yes. she floats, she must be a witch yes. or something like that. This is why we're now entering the age of post-truth, where you can prove anything, and therefore all meaning becomes meaningless, you know? And it's <laughs> yeah. up to us to figure out what to do with that. Mm. Um, anyway, Paul Stamets um, is doing this research. He's a mushroom uh, researcher, and he's doing this research on, like, are there specific mushroom-like compounds that you can give to bees? And apparently, like, you put them in their hives, and they, like, they like I think they, like, 5x the honey output, and the bees are, like, happier, and they, like, breed more or something, and it's, like, helping. Oh. Anyway, I don't know. I, I heard about this years ago, so I don't know if it's actually Dude, going anywhere. mushrooms are the way of life. Love mushrooms. Damn. We have a reishi on our shelf right now. Oh, yeah. We need to frame that. Or, or display it somehow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mushrooms are, like, so cool. I'd love to learn, like, like, um, the, the, like, the science behind, like, uh, like, plant species and, like, how it's, how it can be applied to, like, modern medicine. Because, like, Mm -hmm. mushrooms have, like, so much benefit to, like, health, but also, like, like, ecology and, like, and bees, apparently. I would have never known that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Mushrooms are, like, man... I'm sure there's, like, a company out there. Maybe it's Stamets' company, actually. It's probably engineering new breeds of mushrooms, so that could be a great podcast. Yeah. 
Oh, wouldn't it be awesome if we could get him on? That'd be sick. He's a busy guy, though. Apparently. Oh, I bet. I think yeah. he works for, like, University of Washington or something. He's, you know. Oh, we're only a couple states away. <laughs> that is true. Hey, you know, Paul, if you if you have to be listening, we, uh, we, we'd love to hop a plane and pick your brain. Yeah. Wasn't he on Joe Rogan's podcast? He was. I think that's the first time I ever saw him. Yeah, we listened to that podcast when we were driving through Montana. I remember yeah. that now. That would be a hard sell. Like, listen, I know you're on, like, the number one podcast in the whole world, but right. would you like to be on ours? Only I mean, friends ours... and family are listening. That's incorrect. We we have a we have an international following That's now. true. That's true. We we do have an... In... We could sell that to him. Shout out to our, our one Ukrainian dude who's <laughs> listening. I don't know who you are, but thanks Thank for you. watching. <laughs> and around the world as well. You know, we got... What do we have? The UK, we have South, South Africa, Africa, Finland, you know? So, yeah. No, I'm, I'm really. Canada. Podcast is picking up steam. I know. I'm excited to see what the future holds for us. So, do you want to hear about another cause of uh, bee population to be decreased? Yeah. I mean, no, but yeah. Invasive plant species. That, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now I kind of want to go into like the, the bee life cycle and like the, the queen bee and the importance that, that she has right to these hives as a, a strong men's rights <laughs> activist who hates women. Where's the king bee? Yeah. You want your equality? Okay. Give me my king bee. You're going to hate this episode. <laughs> <laughs> too female centric actually yeah it's kind of like low-key like damn bees hate men aren't like you i'll have to get into it later but you'll see isn't there like a queen ant too i think so yeah that would make sense it's kind of interesting because bees and ants are in the same insect family so it's like you almost have this like one matriarchal kind of like kind of Oh, you know, species yeah. or family popping up or whatever. Yeah, I think, well, I don't know the science behind it, but the reason that queen bees, like, attract their hive is because of pheromones. So I'm wondering if, like, hmm. the females have different pheromones than like the men. Like a siren, you yeah. know, like calling sailors to do her bidding. Well, in this scenario, she's making helping with the maybe the siren growth. was doing like you know the, other the siren is a mythical things. being queen bees are real and there's they're doing their goddamn the, there's job the huh? there's like joseph campbell and the power oh of myth God. kind of thing can i just get back on track <laughs> yes uh i'm just kidding no, I no. all right all right oh. Okay, so queen bees control the population of the hive. Um, they lay fertilized female eggs or unfertilized male ones. This Okay, this was a little confusing because, well, I'll get into it, but um, the smaller female bees that emerge are worker bees. Sure. So um, they, uh, worker bees, they're, they, they work. Sure. Um, while the larger male ones are drones. They don't do shit except try and get fucked by the queen. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and they actually die. I after. love this society. <laughs> gets born, flies around trying to get pussy, gets pussy once, dies. dies. <laughs> sounds ideal. What was that one um, joke going around about? cicadas like yes like um sleeps for 17 years screams fucks and dies <laughs> ideal totally ideal existence 
Okay, so the queens, as I mentioned before, the queen's strong pheromones keep the colony working together and prevent the worker bees from trying to lay eggs. So remember, um, the worker bees are female. Oh, but she has them enthralled kind yeah. of like with her pheromones. Exactly. Is there ever like a revolution where the like worker bees are like, we want to have babies ourselves? I think in that case... I, I'm sure, you know, there was some... Maybe that's what the B-Movie 2 is about. Yes, <laughs> B-Movie 2, Armageddon. <laughs> but, okay, but remember, like, th- this is what I was kind of confused. There was, like, some research going back and forth about whether worker bees could actually have, li- mm. like, lay eggs. And I think it depends on the species of bee. But in this scenario, from what I understand is... Um, worker bees who are again female they can lay eggs they just can't mate so essentially their eggs are unfertilized Mm -hmm. and unfertilized eggs become male right wow that really worked itself out a little too neatly i know I gotta say, this uh, this feminist utopia doesn't sound that great. I know, but it... it, it well, I, just listen. Just listen, okay? I'm not done yet. Okay, all right. I have an open mind. Um, so the female worker bees, they collect pollen... or They collect nectar, produce honey, while the male drone bees, their only role is to mate with the unfertilized queen. You know, on second thought? <laughs> and this is... I, I mentioned this earlier today, where I was going through, like... So, like um, like these scientific, like research, like, you know, like, um, the beehistory.org or whatever. And mm. I found this description. The drones are lazy boys. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Their only work is to mate with the queen and only the fittest few will get this pleasure. Otherwise, this pleasure. The, yeah. <laughs> the best. Why do they ever. have to sexualize I it? Know. <laughs> Um, otherwise they sit around the hive being looked after by the workers or hang around on the bee equivalent of street corners waiting for a young queen to come by. Oh my god. And they die after they City boys up. Yeah. And then there was a, there was, um, a sentence that I didn't add, but I'm gonna say it anyways. So, the drone bees die when they mate with queens, but they have a smile on their face as they die. Hey, yo, who said that? Some scientific organization put this, put That's that together. Blatant, just, you know, I don't think we're the only ones masturbating to bees right here. Oh my god, ew. Long hours in the lonely lab, you know? <laughs> That those big bee eyes are looking a little too cute. Yeah, that's starting to look like a little thicky bee. That bee you see. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be bussy? Yeah. <laughs> but Which is already taken. Yeah, exactly. That that queen bussy. That uh yeah, that I like bee you see better. I don't. Okay, that's fair. You're allowed your opinion even though it's wrong. Thank you. <laughs> okay, the life cycle of bees has four stages of metamorphosis. They're the egg, larva, pupa, and adult. And the queens lay their eggs in the cells of honeycombs, and the bee worker bees work hard feeding the rapidly growing larva. Sure. So, yeah. I kind of feel bad for the worker bees. I think... They're, like, they're just getting the bag, and then the lazy, like, male drone bees are just trying to get fucked. I feel like that's... That's fucked up, but who is perpetuating this whole system? It's the queen bee, okay? And do you think for a second that when the queen bee dies, that one of the worker bees isn't just going to take her place? 
They, right? No, they can't. Oh, <laughs> they can't. It's only mind. another queen. <laughs> then I then I think that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's only another queen that can take the place. Wait, but how's there more than one queen? Well, I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Oh, you know what? So a queen... Actually, this is in the next sentence that I wrote. Oh. Um, or in the next couple of sentences. So the queen is made by eating like a certain kind of food or something like that. Hmm. It's really weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, then why don't all the workers just eat that food? Well, they're already workers. They can't just transform into... So when do they eat the food? I think... Maybe it's when they're in their egg that they're fed certain kind of food and they absorb it. Oh my god, why didn't I think to research that? I thought yeah, it was... It's fine. I mean, it's okay. I was just asking. Well, I, I, I did kind of do a little bit of research into that. But anyways, you want to hear what a queenless bee colony is like? Sounds like anarchy. Absolute mayhem. They cannot survive. The absence of a queen bee affects the behavior of worker bees, and many of them become agitated or aggressive. Uh-oh. And like I said, they can they can lay eggs, they can't mate, but since these um, eggs are not fertilized by the queen, they just become boys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, despite the, like, sort of matriarchal focus, mm-hmm. this feels, like, kind of fascist, you know? Like, <laughs> you have one central head of the government, you have all these, like, vultures hanging around waiting for that person to, like, bestow favor, and yeah. then you have the masses underneath who are just totally oppressed and serving the state. This, I don't know why, when I was doing research for this, I thought of that Rick and Morty episode where, like, do you know the one where no. where the, the men are sent to survive on a hellish landscape and then the women are in their own like perfect technological <laughs> utopia with the with the hands and stuff on their heads i don't think i've seen this episode oh damn sounds great yeah sounds like a good it, was, episode. it was a good episode i have seen the one where they go to the spa but that, i don't think that's, that's a the good same episode, too. episode it's not the same okay. but it's it's pretty good okay well it's I'll also the... rick and morty just Good show. I mean, I like it. I don't know why. I just never watched the most recent season. I'm, I'll probably will. I think it's only in season, like, two or three. I don't think it's in season no, four. I think it's, like, in season five at this point, right? Oh, no, the episode that I was talking about. Oh. Then I probably have seen it. I just it's, forgot about it's it. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Hey. Age. Yeah. I can't wait for the next season. I think they're set to do, like, a couple more. Hell yeah. No, they got renewed for, like, like 12 seasons. Oh, yeah. yes. No, it's, oh like, it's God. guaranteed. <laughs> So, wax is secreted by young bees. Getting back on topic. And (laughs) carefully constructed in perfectly uniform hexagonal shapes by the worker bees. Fuck yeah. I love my hexagon. We're getting into the the best part of it. (laughs) the, The honey of the matter. Yeah. So, the reason the cells are hexagon is to ensure that all of them fit perfectly. Fuck yeah. Neatly and tight together. Mm-hmm. Gaps are minimized, mm-hmm. and no vital space is wasted. So it's just perfectly balanced, as all things should be. God, as an engineer, that that really just gives me a lot of a lot of happiness. I know it's it's almost like like bees are super fucking smart. Like no, I thought yeah. someone had to like make the hexagons, and then I don't well I don't know what I was thinking. I totally forgot that bees like made these hexagonal 
uh-huh. shapes for like that's so smart no it's insane and it almost feels like bees are kind of like like let's say back in human history they came up with ai and mm-hmm. the ai was like little robots like it feels like all the bees are doing everything like so exactly and like they all have their function and it's so well organized you know yeah but it's also like not very dynamic obviously because like if they lose like say their queen it's all anarchy or whatever yeah but it's still beautiful like what they can do and make you know like kind of like they're they're they've like honed their specific crafts so well and i feel like honestly we as humans have a lot to learn from them i know it's so interesting god i can't wait for a bee uprising though honestly i for one welcome our bee overlords yeah so that's kind of the background of bees the importance of them and pollination and all of that but let's get into the historical context of bees and honey and how an how it had kind of an effect on really 10,000 years ago it was an, it was important to society. Let's go. Yeah, so like the beekeeping process, like I said, dates back to over 10,000 years ago. Domestication of bees was shown in Egyptian art from around 4,500 years ago. That's right around uh, Imhotep. Imhotep and Queen Hat. Queen Hat was like a thousand years old, okay. but yes. You know, Jesus, I'm sorry. That's like a thousand years, that's like a lot. But. Yeah, but it was often stored in jars, some of which were found in tombs of pharaohs like Tutankhamun. Oh, old King Tut. Exactly, yeah. And around this time, humans began to attempt to maintain colonies of wild bees in artificial hives made from hollow logs, wooden boxes, pottery vessels, and woven baskets. That's amazing. Yeah. So they under, like, they understood kind of, like, the basic mechanisms of modern-day beekeeping. Mm -hmm. But what they didn't understand was how important it was to kind of save that, um that mechanism like the like the logs that they would use what they would do was they just basically would stick their hand in it when it had enough honey and just Mm -hmm. kind of break apart the honeycombs and then kind of filter it through a sieve right and it would totally destroy the hive fucked up and kill a lot of the the larvae and Mm. and bees and sometimes even kill the kill the queen which would be detrimental to so to the bee colony. Let's say that I one time bought honey from mm-hmm. a farmer's market mm-hmm. and it had a bit of honeycomb in it. Does that mean I'm a bad person? Honeycomb? Honeycomb, the hexagon thing. It had honeycomb in it? Yeah, there was like a honeycomb. That was like the big selling point. It was like a jar of honey and then there was just a chunk of hex a hexagon like honeycomb in there and it was like Yay, you get this with it, too. No, I think as long as the um, colony is still intact, because, like, nowadays you have um, processes that don't really kill, like, the larva or mm-hmm. or destroy the actual hive itself like they did back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, or even, like, kill off the queen, which is probably the most important part of the colony. Right. So it's, it, it's probably just, like, I'm sure it's fine. Right. Let's say it's fine. Yeah. So it wasn't until the 18th century that Europe, Europe, Europeans, our ancestors, it wasn't until 18th century that Europeans began to understand the biology of bees and constructed like a movable comb hive so that the honey could be harvested without destroying the entire colony. Nice. Also, fun little side, side, side swipe. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Like a little note. Beekeeping was also found in ancient Greece and China. Ooh. Yeah. So that's it's, neat. it's like it's worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, um uh like like B no Mr. Pitbull. Wow, that was a struggle to That watch. was really hard <laughs> to say those words. Hey, you know, as long as we're already derailed, mm-hmm. you want to know another ancient Egyptian container for bees? Yeah. <laughs> was the very first historical vibrator ever. Yeah. Right? You know about this? No. You don't know about this? No. <laughs> Cleopatra owned the first historical vibrator ever, which was <laughs> a metal tube filled with bees, and she would shake it, <gasps> and they would fly all around, and she would masturbate with it. True My story. queen. Yes, talk about a girl boss. I don't know how to feel about that. (laughs) I I think it's documented in the Vibrator Museum in San Francisco. Oh, Um, yeah. I've never been, of course, but it's on the list. I would just want to go back in time and just give her, like, a real one. Be like, just leave these guys alone. Dude, you don't have to. you would have altered the course of history. She would have been like, fuck these guys with their Roman bullshit. I don't even care. I, I probably would have been a god. Yeah, you would have you've been the god of vibrators. Yeah. And beekeeping by extension because that's all they knew. <laughs> you could have gotten a two for one. I could have been a god. <laughs> Damn it! I, no. What's that movie? It's like an older film where he's like, I could have been a contender. <laughs> I have no idea what your what movie I wish, that is. Ah, oh, it'll come to me. What are more lines? Maybe I can help out. I, that's the only line I know. <laughs> that's not very informative. I I want to say it takes place in Philly. That's like all I know. My mom. <laughs> when I was a kid just always used to be like I could have been a contender <laughs> mom I don't know what that movie is I'm sure if I asked her even now she would know maybe it's okay what movies do we know from Philly Rocky, Rocky. that's it it's always sunny in Philadelphia although that's a TV show yeah. um Rocky 2 and Creed which I haven't seen maybe not I don't know I haven't seen that either Dude, Sylvester Stallone, I don't know if you follow his Instagram at all. I don't. He is really pissed right now. Uh, Apparently they're making a Drago film about Ivan Drago. Uh, and he's mad because I guess he used to own the Rocky IP and he didn't want to make any more Rocky movies. And then, like, now I guess he doesn't and now they're making more and he's, like, pissed uh, or something. Well, I guess I'd be kind of annoyed, too. I would. He also, you know... I'll love to sly and and no worries, you know, one way or the other. But mm-hmm. he did get busted using fake weights during an Instagram workout video <gasps> one time. Oh my God! We need to castrate him <laughs> oh and boy. burn him in That's front of the people. Not the conclusion I would draw. <laughs> <laughs> not where I was going with this. Uh, um, do you want to hear about the process of beekeeping? Fuck yeah, I do. It's also known as apiculture. Huh? Apiculture? Yeah. Wow, that's great. That's a great word. I know. Apiculture. It's kind of that feels like either the name of like um like some kind of thrift store, apiculture. Mm-hmm. Like in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, exactly. So, movable frames of modern hives were considered to be the descendants of the traditional basket hives from Greece, which allowed the beekeeper to avoid killing the bees when nice. they when they took the honey. Uh huh. Thomas Wildman in 1768 documented, documented documented the transition from the old methods of beekeeping, which would destroy the hives, 
to the new to the new movable hives. Nice. Which was a really important. Yeah, I think that he makes wrote sense. a book about it, and it was really important for like future beekeepers. God, I love that. That's like also not only is it more efficient, but it means the hive also survives and it's like promoting life. You know. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I was really interested in this. It's not really engineering. It's more of just like no, environmental this is science. Kind no. Of, yeah. Yes. Like yeah. people are so, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but I think people tend to gatekeep the term engineering you know as far as i'm concerned if i keep bumping my arm on this table mm-hmm. and i add like a rubber pad on the end so i That's don't bump an, my arm yeah i call that engineering It'd be a very short episode but i'd be down to talk I, about it that well that you just heard about it yeah we should do an engineering episode on wash your balls <laughs> wash your balls is like just gonna be the catchphrase it'll be like wash your we're gonna balls. change the intro <laughs> Maybe the end will just be like, you know, thanks for listening, and uh, don't forget to wash your balls or your pussy. Or whatever the fuck you have. We don't care. Or judge. You could have have two penises. There was this Reddit post one time, which I think was later determined to be fake, Mm -hmm. but it was a guy who had two penises due to a birth defect, and he showed a picture, and to me, it looked real. But I think maybe it was also (laughs) fake. Follow. I'll show you after the podcast. No, I thought you it was please like a real don't. Looking, they like diverged, but they had a common base. Ew. Oh, Jesus. There's no God. <laughs> Maybe that's our catchphrase. <laughs> There's no God. Hey, guys, don't forget. There's no God. <laughs> okay, you want to hear about the 19th century? Fuck yeah. The 19th century saw further revolution for modern beekeeping practices by the perfection of the movable comb hive developed by the American, I I, I imagine he's Italian, Lorenzo Lorraine Langenstroth. No, it's it's kind of like a... Lorenzo, I was kind of with Lorenzo. You were doing the hand thing, which makes it kind of sound Italian. Yeah, Langenstroth kind of sounds like Eastern European, Hmm. not Italian. But Lorenzo sounds Italian. Well, let's say he married in. Okay. Um, Langenstroth was was the first person to discover there's a specific spatial measurement between the wax combs called the B space. And remember the B space. Yeah. I love it. Remember the the movable hives. It's like a wooden frame, and then it has the, the wax uh, honeycombs. And uh-huh. then right next to it, there's, like, another frame that also has the wax honeycombs. And so what this guy did was he founded, or he found the bee space, which allows for free passage. And it's about one-fourth to three-eighths of an inch in between the wax honeycombs. Wow. Yeah. How did he study this? He's just ugh, probably bored one day. Yeah. <laughs> He had no pussy. <laughs> hey, look, you know, if he had pussy, we would not know the damn bee space right now. I know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I firmly believe, or should I say firmly believe, <laughs> that it's a good thing that some men throughout history did not get pussy. Like, we wouldn't have calculus if we if Isaac Newton had gotten pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Which some might consider a good thing. <laughs> Are you going to finish that? It's already finished. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I, when you said one white claw per person, I was thinking that sounded a little... A little light. A little dry for us. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so this, like, bee space kind of... It uh, enables the beekeeper to slide the frame 
containing the, the honeycomb um, out of the hive for inspection, and it doesn't harm the bees. It protects the eggs, larvae, and pupae contained within the cells as well. Nice. Um, it is also meant that the combs containing honey could be gently removed and the honey extracted without destroying the comb. That's amazing. Yeah. Can I tell you a story one time? Yeah. Or, like, a story that happened one time, but I'll tell you now. Go ahead. My friend's dad is a beekeeper, mm-hmm. of all things. And one time, he actually keeps his bees at George Mason, uh, mm-hmm. where we used to go to school. Yeah. And uh, he uses these frames that you're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And one time, he was transporting uh, transporting a frame of bees to, like, a customer of his, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he was driving it in their Toyota Odyssey, or, sorry, their Honda Odyssey minivan. Oh, nice. And hit the brakes really quick to hit a stoplight. <gasps> and the frame cracked. And, like, hundreds of bees just started swarming on, <laughs> on the inside of his minivan. And the thing was, he couldn't let the bees out because he needed to recapture the bees and make some money. Oh, and he was wearing the beekeeper, like, white suit thing. And apparently he just grabbed the hood and just, like, put it down <laughs> and just kept fucking driving. <laughs> oh, my can you imagine being like driving next to the person next to the person that that yeah. happened and you just look over and it's just a guy and just there's a bunch of fucking of bees. bees yeah that sounds awful and super stressful he's a very calm guy like i think he probably was just like well, okay and this just, happens yeah <laughs> damn well that's pretty cool but not as cool as this movable comb hive, which fostered the growth of commercial honey pr- produced on a large scale in both Europe and U.S. Uh, that is pretty cool. So I wanted to go over some other notable inventors of beekeeping, include, including, I don't know how to pronounce, I'm I'm going to butcher it, but John Zerzen. <laughs> I don't even know what that would be spelled like. It's D-Z-I-E-R-Z-O-N, Zerzen. I'm not going to try it. Zerzen. Um, he came up with the initial initial design of movable beehives that were later improved on by Langstroth. Sure. Francois Huber, who made significant discoveries regarding the life cycle and communication of bees. Okay. Fun fact, he was also blind. Wow, that's cool. Um, yeah, he had his wife and other uh, uh, like scientists help make his observations. And I was reading this, I was like, what if they lied to you? Would his wife really lie to him about his what life if, What if it was just, like, a huge prank? Because... <laughs> that would be such a destruction of trust. Like, that marriage would not survive. Or, like, what if one of the scientists or researchers he was working with was like, I'm gonna pull the ultimate prank on this guy and just lie about my observations? That would be, like... I think you have something there where it's, like... It's, like... I always think about... I'm writing this HBO series in my head at mm-hmm. all times. Mm-hmm. Where it would be... There's never been a great show unless I... I at least I don't know about it, where it's, like, like scientists competing to get the right theory or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe a subplot is, like, one of the scientists is blind and he's, like, trying to get somebody to help him. Oh. And then his grad student gets, like, paid off by the rival scientist <gasps> to, like, fudge the research or something. Oh, no. Like, maybe this just became a collaborative effort. I don't know. You have to copyright it. Someone's going to steal it. Please, someone steal that. Like, I think that would be a great show. Yeah. that's. I don't know if that's exactly what happened with the Alzheimer's research, but apparently, like, 40 
like 30 or 40 years ago, there was like a bunch of research done on Alzheimer's that was fabricated. Really? But it was the basis of all the current research and methodologies and, um, oh, did I catch that fly? I didn't. But it was like um, a medication that is currently used for Alzheimer's. That's fucked up. And it came out like a couple weeks ago that all of that research was like. A couple weeks ago? Yeah, it was all fake. Oh my god, I wonder if that's been, like, it does feel like with all the effort to solving Alzheimer's, like, you'd think that we'd have made more progress. Maybe that was the barrier. I think, I that's what I was thinking too. Kind of fucked up that someone would fudge all all that information or whatever. So they just lied. They they lied. And wow. So, like, people and researchers have been using that yeah. lie to further <sighs> other research. I always think about this, like, the person who has gained material success but knows that it was built on something like that. Like, who even knows that that person made material success? But, like, you know, like, I'm just so fascinated by the motivations of someone like that. Yeah. You want to hear about other inventors? Fuck yeah. So, Moses Winnaby invented the modern-day bee smoker. And the bee smoker produces smoke that is used to calm honeybees so right. that the beekeepers can extract the honey. Yes. Um, but I think nowadays they use, like, a chemical smoker. Sure. Um, but the reason that bees get so calm when they see the smoke is because they're, like, trained to think that it's a fire. So um, they consume as much honey as they can and pass out. <laughs> yeah. Really? They just get into a food coma. It's like Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay. They seriously have not found a better way? Like, are you like... So do they just wake up and throw it back up? Yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is their instinct like, fuck, there's a fire, time to go to sleep? <laughs> no, their instinct isn't like, let's go to sleep. Their instinct is, fuck, I need to eat everything that oh I, I can and then go to is sleep. Is this like a last hurrah? Like, I'm dead anyway, time to just chow down? <laughs> I think so. Or it's like a, like to protect the, the hive, they're like, I need to consume as much as possible. Sure. And then they just get really tired. <laughs> That's so funny. That's, <laughs> That's amazing. so cute. It's kind of adorable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it made me think about that one scene from the Bee movie where... Um, he gets sprayed with, like, smoke or something like that. Mm. Like, this whole time I've just been thinking about the B-movie while I was doing No, research. that's really valid. Uh, have you seen the B-movie shower curtain? Yes, <laughs> I want that so much. I want that badly. so much. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to fuck that bee. Oh, she was absolutely ready to leave her husband. Yeah, but here's the thing. He was a worker bee, which means he should have been a woman. Really? Yeah, I think he you, was... Do you mean to say the Bee movie wasn't accurate? <laughs> Not at all. That's legitimately surprising. Yeah. I would have thought that they would have, like, made... Like, you know, I feel like Bugs Life was, like, fairly accurate. Oh, it's been a while since I... That used to be my favorite movie when I was You're a You're a real Bugs Life kid. I could see that. Yeah. Did you ever go... Like, I think Disneyland or Disney World had, like, a Bugs Life interactive movie that theater. That so fun. Yeah, and they... Oh, you maybe, had, yeah. They had 3D glasses... And they would just, like, do, like, fun little bugs facts. And then they would spray. It was, like, technically, like, a 4D experience or something uh-huh. like that. So they would they'd be like, oh, no, a stink bug. And then you'd hear. <laughs> <laughs> and they would just smell like shit in the that whole movie theater. Great. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, I remember this. At the end of the Disneyland thing. That, um... 
like the sc- screen was about to like fade to fade to black and then some, like one of the characters was like all right guys time t- time to come out of hiding and then like the seats were um automated to like kind of like push up on you uh-huh. so it made it seem like 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 bugs were running underneath Ooh, you or something like that god that sounds so fun i know i love that i feel like i was in that 40 theater at some point yeah yeah where like the seats move and stuff yes yes, yes. yeah that was a lot of fun yeah so walter t kelly another pioneer American ancestor of r kelly yeah oh no <laughs> he, it is spelled the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh, look out, Walter T. Yeah, your your great great grandson is a piece of work. Going to jail. Thank God he needs Jesus. <laughs> but we don't believe in God, so. <laughs> you know that's a strong statement. You know. God's not real. God's. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to be pinned into any kind of uh, you know, ideological slash metaphysical thing on the engineering history podcast <laughs> that's that's fair but walter t kelly not to be confused with r kelly uh was another american pioneer of modern beekeeping in the early to mid 20th century nice um he just improved like the beekeeping like equipment and clothing um but his introductory book of apiculture allowed for a boom in beekeeping following world war ii Huh. Yeah. So I so there are a couple of mechanisms used for beekeeping. There's two and there's two types of stackable hives, vertical and horizontal. Mm-hmm. Vertical is um mostly used in like first world country and is based off of Langstroth's principles. Uh whereas horizontal um it's mainly used in like third world countries cuz with vertical hives, you can actually put it through like um uh, a mechanical device that is used to extract honey from the honeycomb using centri- centrifugal force. So they wouldn't have that in third world countries? No. Right. Um, but this um, mechanism uh, holds a frame basket which spins, flinging the honey out. And the, um, it keeps the wax comb intact and within the frame. So it can be reused for bees, but... Um, I think it's only used for vertical stacking. Neat. Yeah. And then obviously there's protective clothing and bee smokers that are used for the beekeeping process. That's really cool. Yeah. I always think of those like white, uh, like, you know, like a full body suits that kind of look like a fencer's outfit almost, you know? Yeah. I always thought they looked like aliens. <laughs> they do. I, I believe in WandaVision, one of the scary people is the, the beekeeper. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But that's all I got. I just thought it was really interesting and, you know, the difference between 10,000 years ago beekeeping versus now uh, is kind of the same, but, like, not really. <laughs> no, I like all the, all the like, kind of innovations and, like, I don't know. I, I like simple engineering. I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm a big fan of, like, just, like, kind of small improvements to, like, what we've done already. But, like, you know, like... I love big tech and I love like Silicon Valley and all that stuff, but I think a lot of that's kind of impersonal. Whereas mm-hmm. your everyday average Joe, like they would notice getting more honey or more honey options or exactly. something like that, you know? Yeah. I really liked learning about bees. These are so fucking cool. <laughs> Did not know they had two stomachs. That was, that might be my favorite fact of this episode actually. Did not know they were female dominated household. That, probably my second favorite fact. <laughs> 
did not know the queen got the bag in terms of killing off her mates. <laughs> oh, I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. I don't know. Honestly, I kind of want to live in a bee society. Like, what if human societies was, like, there was one woman who got fucked? Mm-hmm. Or she was the one really doing the fucking, honestly. You know, like, <laughs> when you think about it, like, she's kind of the queen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the subs Beyonce. are, like, her. Beyonce's the yes, queen Yes, it's bee. like a Beyonce. <laughs> Queen B, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Jay-Z. How do you cheat on Beyonce? Like, That's I don't get that. He's very... Is he not a good guy? Him. I've always been no, a fan. Well, uh, I think she was pregnant when he Uh-oh. cheated on her. Uh-oh. You know, I bet that's kind of common. You know, a lot of relationships... You know, I heard an expression one time. This probably isn't, like... This obviously isn't true for, like, every couple. But I heard a lot of the time... Men want the women to stay the exact same, mm-hmm. and obviously that never happens. Mm-hmm. Whereas the women want the men to change, and that also never happens. Damn. Which obviously is not true in all cases, but I yeah. thought it was kind of thought provoking. Well, luckily we're just friends and we're not in a relationship or anything like that. Unfortunately, I also heard the same expression about podcast co-hosts. Oh no! Yeah. I'm taking it on the road. You're no longer my podcast co-host. Can I keep River? No. Okay, well. Bye. We got the bum end of the deal here. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got about bees. Thanks. That was really fun and informative. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, yeah. we'll be back uh, next week to mm-hmm. talk about another topic. Yeah. Which I won't say here, but it's a good topic. Thanks. All right. All right. See you next time. Bye.